0: Thank you guys for joining me on Every Ray Living. You already know. It is your girl, Rayette. Welcome, as always. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day or night, allowing me to talk you through whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through. So real quick, guys, we have about six or seven days left in January. And I know that sounds so crazy to even fathom because for me, it seems like it was just yesterday, January 1, 2023, I was talking to you guys about the reset, but it's just Evidence that time waits for no one. Now, sometimes I get caught up with January because January can, January, meaning it can drag out. It's the longest month of the year. Depending on where you live, it can be the coldest month of the year. But when I'm thinking we have about six or seven days left in January, and it literally feels like it was just yesterday that I was talking to you guys about the 2023 reset, it lets me further know. I do not have all this time to be playing around and neither do you. And I say that because I have a list of to do things for spring. I have a list of to do things for the summer, fall, winter, and then so on and so forth. But if we just sit here and think we have all this time in the world to get it done, We don't. And one of the things I told you guys I wanted to do this spring was take swimming lessons. So next week on my day off, I'm going to the Y and I'm going to see how much it costs to take swimming lessons, how many classes they offer. I'm going to be very specific because I want to take it in a heated pool. I do not want to be taking swimming lessons in no ice cold pool. Triggery. But anyways, I just I'm just excited about doing that because I was supposed to do it last year and I never got around to doing it. And I'm more apprehensive to do it this year only because of COVID. And after having COVID, it makes me like, ooh, I don't want to get in a pool, especially with a whole bunch of people. I know they put all that chlorine in there to clean it out. But when I think about swimming, I'm thinking about people blowing bubbles and spitting and all that. And now with COVID, I'm just like, ooh. And if I think about it long enough, I'll talk myself out of taking the swimming lessons but I'm committed to doing it for a couple reasons. One, I want to learn how to swim. Two, I want to learn how to be comfortable in the water, even when my feet aren't touching the bottom. And in order to feel comfortable in that, you have to know how to swim. So I want to take swimming lessons. So when I go these different places that I want to go, I want to be able to get in the water and swim and enjoy swimming. I was talking to this guy. I wouldn't necessarily say we were dating, but we was Messing around, and I remember telling him I couldn't swim, and he was like, "What you mean you can't swim? So how you just at a pool or a beach? You are supposed to be coming out of the water, water glistening, glistening off of you after you got done swimming. So what you do when you get out the water, or do you even get in the water? And it was just funny because the way he said that, I can imagine what he's thinking. I should be looking like, but I'm not, because your girl can't swim. But I, it's so funny because I'll walk to a pool or a beach or wherever I'm at, I will walk towards the pool or the water or whatever with the intention of looking like I know what I'm doing. But once I get in there, I'm just walking around, taking it easy, equivalent to a three-year-old that really don't know how to swim and their mom got to watch them so they don't fall off and drown or whatever. But I do good when I have a floaty, but I'm evolving. And yes, at the age of 48, I'm taking swimming lessons. So don't be afraid to do something that you feel like you're too old to be doing, which is what my every living is about, doing stuff that I do in my everyday life, um, encouraging myself, and along with encouraging myself, encouraging someone else. Because we get so caught up thinking age stops us from doing certain things age stops us from saying certain things or achieving certain things. And no, you can do it as long as you have breath in your body and you're physically able to do it. You can do it. It may take little bitty steps, but you can do it. So stay tuned because I'm going to let you guys know along the way, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to let you guys know because that's part of encouraging yourself and others, not showing the glamorous parts because that's what that's what kind of make people not want to do it because they'll see the beginning part that looks good. And then you show the after part where it looks great and wonderful. And then other people are triggered by that. They'll say, well, that just looks so easy for them. But no, you got to show the beginning, the middle and the end in certain things. So I'm showing you guys as, as much as I am excited about starting my swimming lessons, I'm just as nervous and scared. I don't know, I don't know what, what it's gonna be like cause I've never had a swimming lesson, you know but I watched Jada in her swimming lessons so I kinda got an idea, but even watching her I saw me in her, I saw the fear that she had in, you know, doing some of those things. Now my boys, they taught themselves and it's something to doing something without fear. They just did it, they swim like fish, they swim like fish now and haven't had one swimming lesson whereas Jada has had swimming lessons, but I think I waited a little too late in the game to put her in swimming lessons, but she would say she know how to swim. I would say you could probably take some more lessons to get a little bit better at it, but all that to say, your girl is taking swimming lessons this spring, and I can't wait um, to tell you guys how it's going, and you know I'll probably um, show some video clips on my YouTube channel or my TikTok, so if you're interested, you know, just Come on over to YouTube, Every Ray Living. My name is on there, Ray at Maze, and you can check out um, some of my video clips. And I will let you guys know when I'm posting video clips so you'll know uh, what it's looking like, what I'm looking like, and how it's going. But you'll always be able to get in depth information on how it's going here on Every Ray Living. Okay, so you guys, we talked about the 2023 reset. You guys already know this is Daddy Issues Part Two. And part of my reset, was like I said, in part one, talking about things um, that are a little bit vulnerable to me, things that I have evolved from. um, And that's just part of life. You know, we all go through some things and whatever you're going through, you're not supposed to stay there. You know, you're supposed to let whatever has been uncomfortable for you. It should be a, a, a learning tool. It should be something to help you evolve into a better version of yourself. In my opinion, Um, me talking about daddy issues has nothing to do with me sitting around being mad and angry and so on and so forth. It's just me talking about as a result of my dad not being in my life and how certain things um, played out as a result of him not being in my life, yet still having a relationship with uh, my family on my dad's side. How even though I was embraced and, you know, were made to feel comfortable, there was still uncomfortableness in it. And so, my podcast is about talking about things that are vulnerable to me and close to me and um, resetting some things, things that are an extension of me. And that's my kids, that's myself, that's my podcast, that's my YouTube channel, mind, body, and soul. And I'm doing things that make me feel good, that make me feel happy and bring me joy. And if it brings me joy, that's why I'm doing it. If someone is encouraged, uplifted, informed by something I say or don't say, even better. But at the core of it all, I'm doing it for me because that's where my happy place is. This is where I feel uplifted. This is where I feel comfort and um, calm by being myself on something I love to do. Now, a couple things in regards to my 2023 reset was doing some things that are uncomfortable to me, but I know it's going to bring me comfort on the other side of that. It's going to bring growth on the other side of that. And again, talking about things that are you know, personal to you, sensitive, that make you a little bit more vulnerable, are uncomfortable. You know, everyone's not going to receive what you say the way you want them to. Everybody's not going to hear it the way that you want them to hear. And that's okay. Because when it's your version, when it's your story, it's not supposed to make sense to anyone. It's not supposed to be pleasing to their ears because it's not for them Only thing they're supposed to get out of it is what you're talking about. If they get more out of it, great. If they don't, great. But you're telling it from your perspective. And so... One of the things I wanted to do in 2023 is to get to know myself a little bit more better on a more intimate level, doing things by myself that may be uncomfortable. Now, we can all take ourselves out to eat and say, I took myself out to eat and I spent time with myself. That's great. But sometimes taking yourself out to lunch can be uncomfortable if you're going somewhere where it's typically a lot of people are around or, you know, a couple. So I did that. You know, I took myself out to eat on Friday after I got my ankle injection, which I I vlogged it, but I didn't vlog me actually getting injected. I just vlogged, you could go to my YouTube channel and check it out. After I did that, I took myself out to lunch, journaled, read my Bible, even watched a little um TV on my phone. Like literally forgot I was hanging out by myself. I'm in this place thinking, I don't know where I thought I was at, but I was just having such a good time just enjoying My company that I legit had to remind myself, you probably need to go home because you've been here practically all afternoon. But it was so fun. And it was a new restaurant I took myself to. And again, you can check that out on my YouTube video. But I enjoy going there. It was the first time. It, It was new. It just opened. And I got to experience that with myself. So the next time I would go, I would feel good knowing that I've already been there. I went by myself and everything was, you know, amazing. So again, it was uncomfortable because it was in the afternoon. I'm by myself and granted you can camouflage things by having your laptop, having your books and all that, but you know, you're there by yourself. You know, you're not there for business. You know, you're just there taking yourself out and it's uncomfortable, but it's so rewarding and it's so, I don't know. It just gives, I don't know. It makes me feel sexy when I can do things by myself. Do you want to? No, but it, it gives you, I don't know. It just gives you a different, you know, feeling to know that you can do those things by yourself. So all that to say, I made a pact with myself to take myself to lunch, dinner, breakfast, or all three, at least one time out of the month. Um, And it doesn't always have to be dinner. You can go to a movie. You can go to like a little nightclub or whatever, because we have a little nightclub here where they have live um, music and so on and so forth. Anything. I mean, it's uncomfortable. You don't want to do it because, you know, those kind of settings you would like to be with someone. But I'm just trying to expose myself to different things, positive people, positive influences, positive everything, and evolve as a better version of myself and not always relying on other people to make things happen, because I find that I truly enjoy my company a lot better than being around a whole bunch of people all the time. Now, being around friends and all that is fun, but sometimes you just get to the point in that season in your life, you're good where you at. You good without having an entourage full of people. So that's part of my 2023 reset, along with, you know, talking about things on uh, my podcast that are a little bit more personal and intimate and so on and so forth. But let's get off into daddy issues part two. Um, Again, I said this in part one, this isn't me having no issues with my dad or anybody on my dad's side of the family. Because if you listen to part one, you would know that there is no issues. But it was just my uncomfortableness and how some of those things played a big part and took a big chunk um, out of how I felt about myself. You know, I put it back, but it took a chunk out of myself. And that's what I was saying. Sometimes people don't really understand how they help um, build a foundation in you, whether that's of insecurity, um, questioning your self-value, your self-worth, all that's the same thing. But sometimes people don't know, even with the best of intentions, that they can, you know, help, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? They can help, um, put a dig in. Even though they don't know they're doing it, They, like I said, they may have the best intentions, but still they don't know and they're unaware, but it doesn't make it any, you don't feel any better as a result because they don't know, but it does do something to you. But the objective is to understand it, recognize it and not blame everyone for every little thing that they say or do and move on and use it as a tool to be a better version. So you don't take those hurts into different relationships. And sometimes you don't even real, realize what you've taken into parenting, into your relationships, um, friendships, so on and so forth until you're older. But when you recognize it, that's the key. And so if you listen to part one, you'll understand what I'm talking about um, when I say emotions and how people help you know, create insecurities and help make you question your self-worth and all that. But I'm not going to get off into that because you can go to part one and catch it. You know, I'll reference some things. But again, if you're like, what is she talking about? I don't know what she means when she says that. Just go back to part one. It'll make sense. Or you can just listen and follow along and then you can probably connect the dots, you know, as well. But I hope you guys are drinking on something good because I am drinking Dunkin Donuts coffee. And um, it's a small coffee with four shots of blueberry, three liquid cane sugars and four creams. And I asked them to put cold foam on top. Now I know you guys are probably thinking that sounds really sweet. It is not. It actually could stand to use another squirt of, um, liquid sugar, but it's all good. But anyway, I hope you guys got something to eat or drink. I'm not going to try to keep you too long. Um, but I do want to get into part two of daddy issues. So I left with telling you guys, and I'm gonna apologize right now if it sounds like I'm smacking or whatever. My mouth is really watery for some reason. So I do have a lot going on here. So I apologize in advance. And I say that because sometimes smacking and all that kind of stuff can get on my nerves as well. But then we're human. So if we take a sip of something, we're gonna hear the gulp. We're gonna hear it go down. But I apologize in advance. If it's annoying to you, um, just turn me down. Cause you know, your girl can talk loud anyways. So I left off with saying their silence is so loud. And what I mean by that is there were times that I would be around my dad and my grandfather, and sometimes they wouldn't say a whole lot. If anything, definitely my dad wouldn't say anything. Um, but sometimes my grandfather, you know, he would acknowledge me and say, Hey, how you doing or whatever. And, um, it was that of like a regular person in the family. You know, it didn't feel like a grandfather, granddaughter type of relationship. And it wouldn't because I didn't grow up being around him. But again, it didn't make me feel any better about that. It just magnified that our relationship wasn't what it was. Definitely not in comparison to his other grandchildren that probably grew up around him, being around him 24 7. You know, not necessarily twenty-four-seven, but around them more than myself. And so there would be times my um we would have re uh reunion or family functions, and sometimes my dad may or may not be there. But there would be times that my dad would be there and some of my family members would come up to me and say, Did your dad say hi to you? Did he talk to you? And the short answer is no. But what's interesting and not even funny, ha funny, but it's like funny, like Hmm, funny that I didn't really know what he looked like, especially when they would say, did he say something to you? Did he come talk to you? Because I hadn't seen him in so long. And so there was a time he did talk to me when we had a family function. It was at the park. It was our family reunion. And I do remember him talking to me at the park. I don't remember what he said, but he definitely remembers that. And I was much younger, but then I didn't see him for years and years and years after that. So when they would come up to me at different functions and say, did you see your dad? Was your dad here, yada, yada, yada? The answer would be no. And then on top of that, if he was there, I wouldn't know what he looked like because I hadn't seen him since, you know, when I saw him at the park and he talked to me. And even with that, that was probably the first time at the park that I had talked to him in my entire life, to be honest, with the exception of him giving me a sucker when I was much, much, much younger. And that's in part one as well. But fast forwarding, when they would ask me, you know, did I see him or talk to him? At this point, I hadn't seen him since I saw him when I was at the park, when I was, like I said, much younger. And so, again, they don't know that that's another, you know, dig, because they're asking you know, they're asking, did he acknowledge me? Did he come talk to me? And again, the answer is no, but they don't know on the other side of that. I don't know what he looked like. Do you realize when it was the last time I saw him? They're probably not even thinking that because they're thinking, if anything, he should know um, who I am. And did he, you know, go out of his way to speak to me? And again, the answer is no. And again, I didn't know what he looked like. So even if he did come and talk to me, it would have to be an introduction because I wouldn't have really knowing what he looked like, you know what I mean? To just be like, oh yeah, I did talk to him. That didn't happen. And again, I didn't know what he looked like for it to happen. But it was always a big deal, you know, if he was around and he didn't say anything. Not everybody made it a big deal, but it was a big deal enough to where if he was there and I was there, all eyes was on, did he say something? And again, going back to the silence is so loud, when everyone else is embracing you and showing you love in the one person or persons, and when I say persons would be my dad and my grandfather, when they're there and they're the core of who you are and they're not saying anything, that's triggering. You know, that's what you pay attention to the most. That's what you hear the most. And it was always such a big thing. And I never could understand why, because when I would leave them, I would not go home to my mom's side of the family. And that would be a thing. They wouldn't ask me, did you see your dad? Did you talk to your dad? It was just, did you have a nice time? Okay. In the end, it was nothing extra. And I just want to, I'm going to leave my cousin's name out, but I'm going to read this to you just so you can understand how much this was talked about in the family and not realizing how this on the other end can make someone feel, even though this person was being, or trying to be helpful. It's that thing. Again, you're being helpful. You're not meaning any malice by this, but it just goes to show it's another dig. It's another layer. It's another brick that's helping build that, um, formation of insecurity question even though i'm past this but this is what it has felt like growing up when i'm around people who know that i'm related to them but the question mark in the chatter just listen so this is from my cousin on my dad's side and this was sent to me in march of 2019 at 11:51 a.m. cousin i want to put a bug in your ear I am on Ancestry.com and taking a DNA test there. I encourage you to do the test as well, especially to put to bed the denials of your lame ass daddy that you ain't his. It's going to show up that we are cousins and you will have your proof. You don't need him to do anything as far as the testing. Not only that, you can see our family tree I made. The test is maybe 50 bucks and you get a month or two free for the ancestry um, search or whatever that is. Um, Just wanted to put that in your ear, give you something to think about, hit me up if you have time. So then I respond and I say on March 23rd, 2019 at 434, hey, cuz, I think that was put to rest a long time ago. There was a blood test taken years ago and my mother gave me the results. Even if there wasn't a test, I wouldn't have been pressed. I didn't miss much by not having him in my life, yada, yada, yada. Um, It's never been that deep for me. My granddad actually saw my mom at Wally's gas station and apologized to her. Obviously, this was before he passed. (laughs) And all that to say, thanks, but it's all good. And then he responded, oh, really? You never told me about that. Um, Good. I'm glad. And then he just asked how I was doing and all the other stuff. And so, um, I told him, you know, I really didn't mention it to anyone except for another, um, family member. Um, and I just made a mention once I got older, it was laughable for so many reasons. And, um, we, I just went on and, you know, was telling him how I just thought it was silly and I was never really pressed about it. And, um, then he says, we all thought the same thing. And he named the the three people that thought the same thing, that I looked just like them um, and stated that my brother didn't look like them, but I did. I looked more like them than he did. You know, just that um, type of a deal. But just to go to show you how much that was talked about, and even at my grown age, that has still been in his mind. And because I never clarified to um, him that there was blood work done to prove that, Uh, My dad was, in fact, my dad. I didn't know that that was necessary. And again, for me to lay the rest that I am theirs, And then my lame ass dad, going back to what my mom said, I am not going to have to talk about your dad. It's going to be plenty of people do it. It is always going to probably be the family members that's going to talk about him way worse than people in the street could ever do it. You know, that was just always her thing anyways, and not just specific to him, just anyone. But again, when you are asking people things like that and putting things like that, just what if I hadn't evolved from that? Just what if I was still worrying about that? You know, here's my cousin who's thinking this is a good deed to do. You know, let me put this in her ear, get proof so she know that she is ours. Like, I get it and I appreciate it and I respect the effort, but I just wasn't that pressed at that point cause I had evolved from that. I had understood the assignment and I understood these issues were not my issue. These were his issues and other people's issues. And like I said, you know, my grandfather did tell my mom, he was sorry. You know, he apologized to her. He should have been more and stepped up more in regards to that. And when my mom told me that that had happened, like Months ago, you know what I mean? When she told me that, it was just like, oh, yeah, I talked to my son. Like, it was my mom never made things that big of a deal because it is what it is and it was what it was, you know? And so, again, it puts in question things about yourself if you don't tackle some things immediately, you know? Like, if you don't say, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with me, how can this be a Rayette issue if I've never said or did anything to anyone? And so, there was a time I saw my dad when I was much older and it was at my aunt's funeral. The aunt in part one that thought maybe I should have we should you know maybe you know go on a reality show or whatever. I just think that's so funny. And again, I don't think she meant anything mean by that. It was just what it was. But it was at her funeral and my dad in fact did come up to me and it was an introduction cuz obviously he had to cuz I hadn't seen him in God knows when. Um but it was complimentary. It was pleasant, but it was that of me talking to someone at Walmart, you know, who may have known me, who may have seen me, but hadn't seen me in a while. Oh, you look nice. this, that and the third, the end, you know, it was, it was pleasant, but at the same time, because there was so much silence and aloofness growing up in my childhood, even that com- that conversation we had It was pleasant. It was complimentary. But on the inside, I was uncomfortable and not because he made me feel uncomfortable. I just was uncomfortable because you don't know me. I don't know you. Is this the beginning of a conversation? Will I see you again and we're going to have this conversation or will I see you again and you'll be uncomfortable and you won't know how to talk to me? You won't have like what will this be? Moving forward, you know, and it was just what it was. So the next time I believe if my sequences are in order, the next time I did see him, I think it was at my um, grandfather's funeral, which would be his dad. And I went to his house. Well, my grandfather's house after the services. Now, don't get me wrong. The services included my kids, you know, cause my granddad did see my kids and they hung around a lot more than I ever did um, when they were younger. Um, and his death really did affect my youngest son the worst, um, believe it or not. But um, we, we, I went down there and, you know, this is before the funeral actually, you know, was taking place. This is before they probably even had the day in time of the funeral So we go, fast forward, we go to the funeral. Like I said, there were slides of me and, you know, my kids or whatever. So I was included in that way. But the funeral part, it was, again, back to feeling, you know, slightly ostracized, not unwelcomed at all. But when you have a funeral and it's someone of a close relation, there's an order that you sit. I didn't sit in that order and no one reached out to make sure that I felt included in that way. Not a bad thing. It just was what it was. It was just how it was. And you wouldn't have thought really and truly I was his granddaughter by how everything was set up. I sat with the family, but still felt uncomfortable because I never felt included. And that can be triggering as well because Let's face it, we all wanna be included in something. No matter how much a person say, I don't care, I don't care. At some point you do, at some point you get okay with not being included because just some rooms you ain't supposed to be in. But at the same time, I didn't feel that way and I wasn't made to feel that way. And I'm not mad about it, but it's just when people were getting up talking about how great and wonderful my grandfather was and how you know people wanted to be included and so on and so forth in the family and in their world, it just seemed so odd to me because I did not share that same emotion, nor did I share that same desire and want to be there because it was just so odd and so weird. And I was always just handled different. It made me not want to be included because of how excluded I always felt with the core and the core would be my dad and my grandfather. So after the funeral, uh, we went back to um, my grandfather's house um, and his wife's house. And my dad was there. And I remember talking. And I kind of remember my dad, you know, making eye contact at with me because I kind of saw it out of my peripheral vision. But we didn't talk. He didn't say anything to me. And it wasn't good or bad. It just was what I knew it was going to be from the last time I talked to him. Like you didn't know me. It was a nice, you know, exchange of words. But again, it was uncomfortable because what does this look like moving forward? Will you still be uncomfortable? Like, what is this? And again, I had already uh, disassociated myself with it being a Rayette issue, but that took time because you do wonder why someone isn't talking to you or interacting with you and you've never did anything to them and it just so happens you're their child um i had already made peace with that's not a rayette issue that's a his issue but it didn't take the feeling away it didn't take me wondering why and how because it don't just stop there when you're asking why where and how it don't just start and stop with them well it starts with them Whatever your situation is, but it don't end there because those questions become other questions for other questions in other situations, which is why when you can rectify that and identify it and heal from it, it makes other relationships even better. But sometimes you could it could be too late because you've already took some of that scarring and some of that um, insecurity and self doubt and all that stuff you've already taken it with you. And areas you shouldn't have, but you don't recognize it until you've done some work, you've done some healing, you went to some counseling and all that good stuff. And on part three, we're going to wrap it up. And I'm just going to talk to you guys about how daddy issues, mom issues, anybody else issues, it definitely can affect you in different relationships of um, your life if you don't get a grasp on it. And that's the point getting a grasp on it, understanding it, healing from it and moving on and not holding any animosity. But on the next time, we're going to talk about it. Thank you guys for joining me.